0: Welcome to the Body Science Podcast. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent or manage any injury, disease or other health-related condition. Welcome to Body Science HQ, the world of fit, happy, healthy. And I've got with me, as usual, Mark, our in house dietitian and coach. How are you, brother?
1: Yeah, good afternoon,
0: Greg. I'm really good. Super excited for this one. I'm going to have to ask you to move aside. Okay, yeah. Because the big dog is in the Please. house. Mm. The big Please, dog. Please don't even. Dr. Mac is back. Finally, he's come
2: back to Body Science HQ. How are you, brother? I'm good. Thank you, Gregory. It's a great pleasure to be back in the house. Things have, uh, there's been some renovations. It's good. <laughs> yeah, a little. I'm feeling uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm worried about these angles here. With- with, with, uh, what do you think I'm sitting mate. over here? Yeah, like, I, I've got to get the right angles. I'm going to get out, out angles, but I'll have jumper a, hat, I know. Off camera, you're sitting right oh, next I'd have to me. No yeah. I'd have worn a onesie, yeah, and, and not pulled it off
0: very well. Speaking of onesies, yeah, you've been you've been in the US, US sport, NHL. I I'm have. sure you've had a few players rock up to training in onesies. Come on, I have not. But where'd you get that from? Honestly, the, well, I watch American sport. The, the
2: guys oh, no, can pull off anything. Man. No, that's basketball. We yeah, don't, yeah, no. And NHL is a little different, are isn't? A little more, perhaps, uh, I was going to say stylish, but I don't know about that. They the boys take some pride in their appearance. Okay, good. yeah, I haven't seen anyone in a in a onesie that looked like uh, that looked like I saw. I know the one you were talking about. Yeah, I can't um, think it was. I, but I know who. I just it was. thought it happened every day. But uh, no, I haven't seen that. No, but I can pass that on. You're not sort of. the type of like. What's your position? What, what are you doing in the US? Uh, so I'm I'm the vice president of performance with the Florida Panthers. Yep. in the National Hockey League. So uh, I oversee the performance department, which is in a nutshell pretty much everything except for what they do on the ice yeah nice so you know sports medicine strength conditioning rehab the works how you loving florida florida's a good place man florida's like the gold coast i live in fort lauderdale which is where our our base so that's 30 minutes north of miami it's a it's a nice part of the world it has a certain uh pace and the weather's good, gets pretty humid, but it's like the Goldie pretty much year yeah. round.
0: Any big differences?
2: They drive on the other side of the road. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's a sporting area, South Florida. So within a very short period of uh, distance, you've got into Miami, which is where Messi's just landed, which yep. is has become, or well, was always, but is now a, a big deal in South Florida. You've got the Dolphins in the NFL. You've got the Heat in the NBA. You've got us in the um, the NHL, and you've got the Marlins in the, in the baseball. So within a very sort of small geographical area, if you've got a got a lot of big franchises. It's a good part of town.
0: And all you, I use the word coaches. Am I able to use the word coaching with you? Yeah, yeah. Are all your coaches hanging out and sharing stories and
2: uh, working it's together. Busy, man, it's it is. like we get busy. I mean, we play an eighty-two game season. We played 103 82 games. Eighty-two games. 82 game season in about one hundred and seventy-five days. Forty-one home games. Forty-one away games. Mm-hmm. So it's busy. Three games a week. It's it's busy. There's not a lot of t- downtime. And so uh, y- yes and no. I mean, we you know communicate, but it's not it's not that. Fr- frequent because we're, there's just too much going on. And
0: anyway, are, you, are you spending most of your time on travel and game day strategies? Like, how's it changed from Australian sport to um, yeah. um, US sport?
2: Yeah, it's completely different in that. So, I, I've, real, I've I've grown to appreciate the uh, the one game a week type of deal that you have in the NRL <laughs> and you have in the AFL, which gives you a lot of time to, to sort of recover and, and reset and prep for the next game. So, yeah. we don't have that luxury. So, we, we might play, uh, you know, so in January this year, we played 18 games in 30 days, which is pretty much a game. <laughs> Every other day. Uh we have there's a thing called back to backs, which means we might play in Florida on Saturday night and play in Boston on Sunday night. So you, you play, you get on a plane, go straight to Boston, play the next night and go somewhere else. So it's it's all about um, so recovery is a huge part of it. Sleep's an enormous part of it. The nutrition piece is big. So that's about you know educating the players around how we can Value add to what they're doing, so that they're ready to go. So I spend most of my time on planning travel, and making and you know working with the coach and the general manager and and the leadership group around um, what's our best way to approach this. So if we've got to go to uh, Vancouver, which is probably the furthest away from us, and so you're talking time differences as well, east coast, west coast, three hour time difference. Wow, you got to go up to you got you got the um, you know you've got to go across the border, and so there's international you know transiting and things like that, and so you might we might have to go up to Seattle, Vancouver. Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, come back to Florida, play, go back to Dallas. So it's there's a lot going on. It's a busy schedule. So um, most of my time is on is working to make good decisions around when should we go, when should we leave. You know, to try and prioritize sleep. Yeah, um, nice because it. it it really matters. So mate, the plane, obviously the plane plays a lot in that
0: space because you're travelling all the time. Sure. You've got a team plane?
2: We have so there um we yeah, we do. Yeah. It's it's uh it's a charter. It's a delta plane, but it's fit out. And a lot of teams will share the plane specific for elite athletes. Yeah, elite yeah, sport, so it's you? got it's got you know, it's 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 fit out for the team. We so got beds
0: in there. Or we got poker tables. We've got poker we have got poker
2: tables. We don't have we don't have beds, but we could put beds in there if yeah. we wanted to. Mass okay. Massage tables and that sort of thing. So, yeah.
0: can you do that in the air, or is that do you just leave the boys alone in the air, or what do you do?
2: Oh, I try and leave them alone. Yeah, okay. yeah. So we we'll talk about what we're going to do if it's a certain time. Yeah, you know, if we've got a time difference, if we've got if it's a longer flight, we'll have we'll talk about having wearing compression on the flight and yeah. you know hydration and you know recommending you know what kind of sleep pattern they should approach. We can we adjust the lights in the Cabin, we might have the lights on because I want them to be awake. We might have the lights off because I want them to sleep. You know, we can do things like uh, NormaTex and that sort of thing on the plane for recovery. We have our own. We we have our own menus. We have our own. You know, the chefs and, and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. So we, we customize their meals mm-hmm. and make sure that um, you know we've got you know plenty of plenty of options for the guys um, throughout the flights. Um, so it's uh yeah it's a large uh, enterprise to to get it all going with with all the players and and uh, the individual requirements off the back of that. So, Mark, you can probably jump in here in a second. You, you talked about three games a week, basically? Regularly. Yeah, so we do that. W-
0: what's a day on a plate look like for these players? Like,
2: uh, So, hockey's, uh, like most sports have their sort of idiosyncrasies around, you know, there's a lot of traditions. Hockey's a pretty traditional sport. There's some superstitious dudes in the room. And so, uh, it varies, but the, often on a game day, we'll do a morning skate, which is really, you know, a 20-minute on the ice, get a feel for the puck, get a feel for the ice, not particularly physici- physically demanding or anything like that. It's really, Just get them up, get about, and then we'll uh, we'll, we put on their breakfast and stuff like that. And then they have some downtime during the day, spend time with family, whatever it might be. We play most night, most of our games are at night, uh, so we'll get them in. You know, we feed them again at sort of five o'clock, and we have a pretty pretty uh, well structured pre-game routine. It's not like it's similar to every other sport, you know. But then if we play again the next day, it depends a lot on what we're doing. But ideally, we get out of one city and get to the next city as quickly as we can, and get them into the bed, and then get some sleep, get them up and about. Um- and, uh, you know, check in, make sure that, you know, they're hydrated and they're eating and, you know, they're not sleeping all day and things like that. So the guys are pretty good. Some guys like to nap in the middle of the day. Some guys don't. It's, it's you know, they're, they're creatures of habit, like like every sport, yeah. whether mm. it's hockey, football, basketball, whatever. Yeah,
1: Chris, I'd love to get your opinion on um, nutrition for these players. You yeah. know, us hockey, such a different sport that here in Australia, we don't we don't hear of a lot, we don't see yeah. a lot. Of, I've been yeah. lucky enough to watch a couple of games live over mm. in Sweden and, and super excited. When oh, the, they love w- their hockey w- over there. Oh, it's they huge. love it. Yeah, yeah. And we, it's so exciting when they get thrown against the glass and things like that. Yeah. Sure. We'll come back to that. <laughs> yeah. and tell me yeah. if that's actually a common thing that happens or just in our highlight reels. But is the nutrition anything to do with aesthetically based? What um, are these athletes, what, what's the optimal body shape for them? And yep. then secondly, or is it just purely performance focused?
2: Uh, well, it, it's all of that. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the difference between, say, hockey and say a, a field-based sport is that uh, the, one of the biggest differences is that, so for example, if we're playing, if you're playing soccer or AFL, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, the faster you run, the greater the metabolic demand, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's pretty common sense, right? So in terms of energy utilization and how we fuel that is quite different to in hockey. Once you've gone through an acceleration phase into a top end glide, you can be moving very quickly with little effort. So there's not a direct correlation between how mm-hmm. fast they go and how much energy they, energy they use. Good point. No. So it's, it's mm-hmm. quite different. So, and we have, um, you know, you would have seen when you watched hockey. So live, it's a great game. It's it's fast and it and it, and it moves very quickly. The the collisions are significant. Um, we can talk about that. It's much better live than it's great on TV. But it's much better live. Yes. So we have lines. It's called lines, and and they'll they'll go out for a shift. Which a long shift would be two minutes. Wow, okay, right. So, and they'll do multiple shifts. So, we, we play a game. There's, there's three 20 minute periods. Our big minutes players will play about 28 total minutes in a game. And so, you would say, well, that's not much time at all, right? But it's all high end, you know, at 100 miles an hour. It's so, still a bit less than half of the game duration. Yeah.
1: You've got your top players on there. For sure. Uh, yeah. So they'll rotate. Man.
2: Yeah. And it takes about 35 minutes to play 20 minutes with mm. stoppages and, you know, penalties and all sorts of stuff. So a game will go for a couple of hours, but it'll only be actually, you know, 60 minutes of, of play. Yeah. And we have pretty significant, so it's 18 minutes between periods. So there's a fairly long intermission, which is another opportunity mm. to, to refuel and rehydrate and things like that. So the, the nutrition piece on uh, in a game is about, you know, readily available, high GI, mm. You know, of sources, and then which shifts the longer the game goes. We can talk about that because one of the things uh, we did uh, that happened this year in Florida was, and for people who are hockey fans, we played uh, in Carolina in the third round of the playoffs, uh, and we went into four overtimes, which which is essentially for for Australian people, that's eighty minutes of golden point, right? And so, the game- 80 minutes of extra. 80 minutes. So, we played four 20-minute periods of overtime after having played three 20-minute periods of regular play. So, the game went for six hours, right? <laughs> no way. 100%. So, we, we ended up- It's the seventh longest game in the history of the league. And so, we won, which was great. And wow. Because I'm sitting there and it's 2 a.m., right? So, the game started- You're still at playing 7. at 2 a.m.? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the crowd- the crowd. We were people sleeping in the stands, right? <laughs> That's gold. Yeah. So, it got to midnight. So, we went. we played the regular- period right and so that's 60 minutes of play yeah and then we went into our first overtime we we were very good in overtime this year we we won a lot more than we lost in overtime and so first overtime period you know we have we have these things called stingers which are high glucose Mm -hmm. um sources sort of things bananas you know the usual stuff that you would expect right bananas little gels gels all that jelly babies jelly beans all that yep Uh, yeah all the readily available high glucose Mm. just let's get them in you know Mm. something quick and easy um and then so we go out and it's We come back in for the second overtime period and we – so, the first two overtime periods, we had those readily available high GI glucose type sources, but you can't keep pumping that into people, no. as you know, right? So, by the third overtime period, and by the way, we prepped for this. Like, we knew, you know, these games are tight. Yeah. And so, we prepped for, uh, we had enough resources available to go seven overtimes, wow. which is would be unheard of, but yeah. we want to be prepped, right? So, we had, we moved from, after about two overtime periods, you mo- we moved from those kind of fast fuels, let's say, to more slower fuels. So it's more sort of pitta breads with yep. that are a little bit warm because players want. It's midnight, mm. by the way. We're still mm. playing. The guys haven't had a main meal since five pm in a mm. pregame. Wow. meal. So you got you got your seven hours since your last ga- mm. um decent meal. So I've you know they're actually now getting a bit hungry. Yes. So it's about something that's palatable. It's satiating. Mm. It's it's like we had little pitta breads with. Yeah. It's not full on pizza, but it's a version of pizza. Mm. And because I just want to get some fuel into them. Yes. I don't want to keep topping up on glucose because you just you just tip over and you feel yes. terrible right yeah. caffeine's no good to us because you know half-life of caffeine and the simulation into the gut things like that had we known we were going for over times it might have been useful but you don't know you're going to do that sure. so you know there's it's not a lot of value to us so and by that it's 1am we're still still on the ice um, and, and this is when you need to bring out the peak performance so yeah, we need well this brain, is where it makes a difference right brain and physical yeah, yeah this is where it makes a difference and so we won we we scored with 17 seconds left in the f- fourth overtime yeah almost and that was the uh, yeah almost went into the fifth and so 17 seconds almost the fifth yeah, yeah and then so and we had to play again. so we were already let's say that was a Monday we we're already into tuesday morning and we had to play again wednesday so against the same team in the same town in carolina so then it's about okay we got back to the hotel it's 3 a.m just after 3 a.m we had a full buffet at 3 a.m no one really wants to eat a full buffet at 3 a.m and i don't want them eating a full buffet at 3 a.m either by the way so it's a case of okay let's just have some meal have some nutrition and then get them to sleep and then then i got to get them up and about because we've got to get into our, you know, uh, routine. Routine. You know, yeah. we, do our, we do our cold water immersion. We do our massage. We do all that stuff. And that made a huge difference for us. And, you know, sort of – and I, I had these conversations, you know, and I with the other staff and I thought, you know what, it, whoever loses this is cooked. And we ended up sweeping them four games to nothing. Oh, you did. Yeah. You
1: backed it up straight away. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And so we knew, and you know, like – and again, probably I knew or we knew that they were going to come out in the second game and just like a million miles an hour, and they did. I think they had 28 shots on goal in the first period. We kind of thought, well, you know what, we weather that storm, we're gonna we're gonna win this, and and the the boys were confident, and we did, and it was good. Then we went into the um the, the final against Vegas, and uh, and that was um that was a highlight. It was it was a great part of the season, so it was good in
1: Vegas, uh, home home away,
2: both. Yeah, so you, oh, you got first both. two games in Vegas, then two games in Florida, okay. then back to Vegas. Okay, yeah. we lost in, in five games. We Which was disappointing, but yeah, that's where it becomes a pro. You know, it's a battle of attrition. Uh, You know, I mentioned off air before we started that you know going into that fourth game in Carolina, we were. We were very healthy and that was a a, um, a huge advantage for us. We played Boston in the first round of the playoffs and no one thought we'd even win a game against Boston. They they broke every record in the book last season. They're a great team. We beat them in overtime of the seventh game. So it's a seven-game playoffs, the best of seven games. So we, we beat them in the seventh game in overtime, went up to Toronto, played Toronto, won that in five games, went to Carolina, won in four, and then had to go to Vegas. So, that's, so we played an extra, um, whatever it was, 22 finals games. <coughs> it's
1: um, so tight. Can you imagine? Greg, yep. the nerves on the side when, yeah, how man, tight that on. is.
2: Yeah, it's, it's the seventh, seventh game over time, seventh game over time in Boston, a, yeah. yeah, in Boston against Boston is it's uh, it's an experience, yeah.
0: yeah. Mate, the big thing I want to ask is you've got to keep these men on the ice, like that is what yeah. you're talking about is just crazy levels of in what's well, a contact sport with endurance. I mean,
2: yeah, the contact's yeah. underrated. Yeah. Um, and it, the collisions, it's the closest, like I've worked a lot in the NRL and I've been in the AFL as well, and rugby union as well. The, ice hockey is the Close. I have no doubt. The NRL is the toughest sport on planet Earth. Really? In, yeah. yeah, no question. And and I, in terms of the collisions and the frequency and the and the and the intensity of the collisions, it hundred percent right. It, the NFL has much bigger collisions, but they're not as frequent. That's the difference. Whereas in the NRL, you know, play, you're getting smashed. Like, you go into a, a change room after an NRL game and it's like a hospital war, yeah. right? It's triage. Hockey's very similar. So, hockey is moving at <clears throat> rapid speed on ice on an unstable surface, basically wearing razor blades, you know, chasing a puck, carrying a stick, you know, with all the pads and, and uh, you got a puck that floats around the size of your fist that's frozen, you know, sort of a galvanized rubber, traveling at 90, 100 miles an hour. That- wow. Man, it's it, it causes more injuries than anything. Yeah. And so, and the collisions are massive, man, because you can get hit when you're not looking. And so, and that happens. And you'll see the highlight reels where mm-hmm. people get yeah. bent in half, cut in half. And so they get banged up against the boards. And that happens every shift. So that's it not, does. that's just not, yeah. Wow. So, and make- so for me, so my area of interest has always been around, I mean, my PhD was looking at the ramifications of what happens when big humans run into each other. I've always been interested in that from a trauma perspective. Mm. And so I looked at a whole bunch of, of muscle markers and, and salivary hormone stuff, I've kind of built a career on that. And the NHL is up there with with the, in terms of the the physical cost of it, even though they only play smaller minutes, they get – it's full on, man. And the boys love collisions. Love it. Love it. And <laughs> so, it's a great sport to work in. I love it, man.
0: Mate, <laughs> I want to ask how did an Aussie get into this position in the US, but before I do that, I, I just want to step back into how big's a team you've got. Like, you talked about NRL having you know, some of the biggest collisions – yeah. what's the budget and people allocation of an NRL team versus uh, an
2: NHL team? You mean salary cap and stuff like that? Yeah, or, like- yeah. So our, I think our salary cap, I might be out by a little bit. It's about eighty something million, eighty five, eighty seven million. Mm-hmm. So in the terms, in terms of the big budget sports in in the in the US, it's baseball, yep. then it's basketball, then it's the National Football League, and then it's probably hockey. Yeah. Okay. In terms of salary caps yep. and 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 earnings and that sort of thing, so what about back office, like comparing an NRL, uh, like your team versus an NRL. So back back office, we have a a really pretty uh, significant analytics department. We have mm-hmm. full time analytics people who look yep. at a whole range of metrics. In terms of the strength conditioning side of things, it's pretty similar. Okay. You know, I have I have a head strength conditioning coach. I have an assistant. We have a head athletic trainer, you know, assistant athletic trainer. So, it's not hugely different from a from a staffing perspective. You know, we have some sports science input and things like that. So, it's pretty similar. Yeah, um, okay. You know, we, we have a full-time roster of, you know, it, it varies, but, you know, around about 27 players generally, yep. you know, sort of week to week. So, that's not wildly different from the NRL, I suppose, in terms of their, you know, contracted full-time player. And then uh but yeah, they earn a little more than the NRL guys. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so.
0: And you've got the you've got the pressure too of keeping people on the ice, don't you? Like- for
2: sure, for sure. I mean I mean that, that was the case with the finals. If you if you can stay healthy and keep your, your uh your, your first string player and this is every sport, if you yeah. can keep your stars healthy, your chances of winning are pretty good. Yeah. And
0: know. mate, do, do they appreciate the science that you bring a lot more than probably
2: Australian sport does? Uh so hockey's interesting and and I mean I was hired for the for the intent, with the intent purpose to to continue to evolve the Florida Panthers organization in terms of its innovation. So, yeah, okay. as an organization, from an ownership perspective, through senior management, you know, our GM and our head coach, they're all very much um, uh, interested in innovation. How can we do things better, more efficiently? You know, what are what are the resources we need to do that? And and so that's my job, effectively, because in in pro sport, there's lots of shiny toys, right? There's lots yep. of gadgets and things that that we can implement on a day to day basis. My job is to call bullshit on bullshit and go, okay, well, that might be a really, like item X might be a really valuable, sorry, accurate, reliable, and valid tool, but it just doesn't fit with where we're at as an organization. So, we don't just, when I'm not, a am an early adopter or we're an early adopter with stuff that we think really matters. And unless it really matters, then it can wait. Yeah, okay. And so, otherwise, you know, you just end up with a whole lot of data that you can't really use and it's just, it's superfluous. So, you know, I've got a really clear idea around what I think matters from a data collection perspective and what makes it Difference. I know where we operate, remarkably different to a lot of teams in terms of our innovation, and a lot of that's because I'd like to stay at the sharp end of it. Um, but you know, I, I I remember when I first got hired, I had a conversation with our general manager Bill Zito, who's a really forward-thinking um, manager. Yeah. And so he, one of the things he said to me was that Florida want to be a destination franchise, and by that he meant they want to be a team that players want to play for, staff want to work for, coaches want to coach for, you know, fans want to support, corporates yep. want to get behind, and and part of that is is this evolution of the organization that has brought success so before i got there they won the president's trophy which is effectively like the minor Premiership and then uh last this past season that just finished we the most successful season in the franchise history so it's not bad
0: on your resume it's mate. pretty
2: good man uh, yeah it's yeah. pretty good start and good i mean I'm, I'm a small cog in the big wheel but yeah. um part of that is around looking for you know ways that we can efficiently operate from a cost-effective perspective but also you know getting meaningful data and so and making sure that that's Available to players, coaches, management, um, so that there's a there's a bona fide upside to to everything we do, um, and that that's kind of how I operate. Hi, I'm Tom Green, Olympic champ from Tokyo, and if you want the best tasting protein bars on the market,
1: you should try the new Body Science Moose Range. Greg, you better be testing these,
0: mate. They're getting drug tested. Got you
2: covered. And mate, is the US years in front of us in that innovation space? No, Nope. Okay. no. In some sports, maybe. Yeah, but I think I, I no, I don't think so. I think there was a time Australia leads the way, man. Like Australia's. Front end, the AFL have been innovators for a long time. Yeah, you know, they've led the way. My own, uh, my personal opinion is that the AFL probably lost their way, and I won't make any friends saying that. But I think they became too.
0: Any haters? It's at
2: Doctor. Yeah, Matt, just come after Doctor. Max. It's yeah. not a body science reflection. <laughs> all thoughts are my own. Um, but I think they just got lost in the data a little bit. Yep. And and because I'm all about, you know, you've heard this from me before. It's keep the main thing the main thing, man. Yeah. We got to play hockey. Yeah. I need guys to go out. and They got to belt people. They got to, you know, chase a park. They got to to a puck in a net, um, yeah. you know. So I'm not, I'm not training rugby league guys. I'm not, I'm not prepping AFL guys. I'm prepping hockey guys. Yeah. And so, you know, it's important to be uh, aware of what other sports are doing and how they're doing it. But it may or may not relate to what we need. And so that's kind of why I got hired.
0: And mate, it's interesting. You talked about you, you're prepping hockey players. Mm. How the fuck? <laughs> Did you like End you, up you there.
2: were running a university before? Yeah, one, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So my yeah, I was. Yeah. Um it's a long story, but effectively, uh and so people have ask me I get asked this all the time, like what's an Aussie doing in the NHL because I'm not real good on ice. I can't really skate. I'm like a giraffe, baby giraffe. But anyway. Uh, I was trying to picture it. If, mate, yeah, no, if you good, put the skates you put the skates on. Should and see me. Yeah. It's, yeah. No. Do they it's get terrible. you out in the ice? No. No? No. Maybe to laugh at me, but yeah. no. No, no, no. no. I, I know my place. I know my limitations. So it, cut a long story short, I I, uh, you know, one of the things in our in strength conditioning and high performance, uh, you know, I interact with a lot of people around the world, and you build networks. It's not like any other, uh, yep. you know, area of expertise. I did a presentation at the NFL Combine about a decade ago on load management in rugby league players. Okay, and they'd never seen anything like that, and it was just accelerometry and GPS data, yep. which at the time back even even fifteen years ago, that was like I remember but you were playing f- with that before anyone. Yeah, was. so the yeah. first the first GPS stuff that we did was at the Titans in 07, and that's before they even knew whether it should be allowed or not you know so we you know and i published a lot of that in in 2008 and so i went over there did a presentation there was a couple of people in the audience who have become lifelong friends um one was someone who's very heavily involved in hockey and so i've had a like a a long um, professional relationship with him for you know and teams he's worked with um in the u.s since then and the other was in american football where i've guys end up being my business partner in, in another venture over in the u.s so you know we um so how that came about was through uh the the Panthers decided that they were going to make some changes in terms of their operational procedures and, and really align the various uh, disciplines within the performance department yep. because it's pretty easy to become siloed in, in what you do. like Same yeah, in business. A hundred percent, right? And so, you know, th- there was an opportunity to perhaps align that a little bit better. Yep. Um, and so I got hired to come in and manage those departments, um, get them all on the same page and make sure that we weren't missing anything and things like that. But it came about, I mean, I, I there was a series of interviews. I probably had six interviews. I went over there twice, you know, it was it was a robust process, um, and I and I understand that because you know if someone had said to me you know we're going to hire a guy from Australia knows never worked in hockey you would look at that and say well okay why would we do that yep. but my view is real simple man like I actually think that a fresh set of eyes makes an enormous yep. difference and you know if you're just going to keep hiring people like if if you're just going to keep hiring hockey people you're just going to get the same old yeah, stuff keep right? hockey it's yep. the same in basketball yep. cricket doesn't even matter right so. And you know, I had to probably earn my stripes a little bit there. You got to earn your trust and demonstrate that you can get on. I mean, I am pretty comfortable around athletes, and yeah. you know, like I, you know, I'm in the gym, and you know, I can get it done. I've got to ask the you know. question: Who's benching the most? You or the players? Mate, it's hockey, so me. <laughs> man um, I don't need them to bench. To be honest, you know, like it's not about the biggest biggest uh, human on on the planet. I don't I don't need them to be um, that muscled up or anything like that. It's not the biggest dog in the pound that wins. Okay. You know, so you they're all elite skaters right but you've got to be an elite skater and then you've got to be able to so the big variables are power so okay. uh, first first um, step power so what we see and I see this in all sports we get these young uh, athletes come out of high school programs college programs they've been they're doing a lot of Olympic lifts you know they can squat and deadlift and all that stuff and so the translation of that into functional application is where it gets lost and so we get a lot of players come in and they can they've got strength right and they've got power but they're Ability to harness that power, that rate of force development, that initial time to peak power is where there's opportunity. Yeah. Because if you, if you, the faster you can harness the higher ends of your power generating capacity, the more explosive you're going to be, and it makes an enormous difference in terms of. Uh, so in hockey, like some of the metrics we use, um, you know, we use it's a version of GPS called um, Connecton. Uh, we use a lot of accelerometry and things like that. I'm interested in their acceleration capabilities. Once they've taken more than three steps, they're into a sprint basically. And then, and so I'm interested in how they, how quickly they can get to top end. And then if they have to pivot, you know, change direction and go again, how quickly can they do that? Because that makes a huge difference. And that doesn't matter whether it's soccer, netball, hockey whatever right the quick the more quickly you can get around get to that top end the better
1: is it yeah. a form of of hit high intensity interval uh, it is
2: yeah. yeah yeah it is um but then with skill and with being able to change angle 100% and with being and, and the and the, intent, the, the intervals are short are mm. brief like seconds very explosive off the mark yeah 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 very yeah. interesting yeah it's yeah. Uh, pretty much and they're skating backwards and they're skating mm. forwards you know so it's it's cool it's interesting Yep. any supplement
1: juice going on over there i mean i can think of a few of our body science supplements sure. which would be advantageous to that sort of thing um what what have you been uh, adding into well the it? full
2: the full gamut i mean yeah. everything mate we we have the proteins we have yeah. you know creatine is a, is one for us
1: creatine creatine's
2: sure. a big Quite one explosive. um yeah i mean some some players like their their supplements others less so mm. i kind of we, you know it's like most sports we have a food first policy Yes. but you know in once we get beyond that you know if there's something supplementally that we need whether it's you know protein Protein's a big one, you know. Yeah. Getting getting some protein in post um, post practice, post game, uh, especially like with the quick turnaround. So yeah, yeah. Are you doing heaps of stuff
0: in probiotics and individual vitamins and stuff?
2: Uh, we're not doing individual vitamins. No. We we do. Uh, so we're not doing much. We yes, yes and no. So. Mm. Um, I mean, in ter- I've been there a year, and so it's a case of, you know, how many things can I get done the first year? Yeah. And so there were some priority areas. I sort of took a philosophy that if it isn't really badly broken, I'm not going to try and fix it. Yeah, and there it. wasn't a lot broken to fix. Yeah. So it was more a case of well, what can we implement? I got there 10 days before the season started. So, I, like, it's hard to get stuff done when you just wow, land. that's great. Yeah, yeah. And even then, like, the pre-season. So did you go on the
0: road straight away too? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So pre-season in the National Hockey League is 10 days. <laughs> The preseason in the NRL is like eighteen weeks. Yeah, like yeah. So the guys work with private trainers in the summer, uh, and then they and we we can't influence that really. Um, so we um, by all means, if a player asks me, what should I do? One hundred percent, I'm gonna you know help him out with that. Um, but I can't mandate. You know, here is what I want you to do. Like, we don't send them away with a program. Like in the NRL, the AFL, you'd give them a summer program and you'd say, "Here is what I expect you to do over the break. Make sure it's done when I see you again." We don't. We don't operate that way. Do you
0: network yeah. with their trainers at all, though? Like, do you get out and meet uh, them and we have coffee try and we, build that? Yeah, yep. yeah.
2: I mean, that's a two-way street. Yeah, I mean, exactly. they're being paid by by a player to deliver a service. Yep. So, and they're they're not compelled in any way, shape, or form to do anything that we ask them to do. So, yes and no. Some some are very open. Some are not interested. Yep, and that's okay. Um, so it's 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 a very unique in that way in uh, in North America, but that that's pretty common.
0: Yeah. Mate, yeah. you mentioned before yeah. that you you had to cut the mustard to get proven that people would start listening to you. So mm. you've rocked up in the US. Yep. Ten days before, you have no relationship with any players. I assume in ten days. Nope. How did they suddenly start going? This guy knows what he's talking about. Let's listen to him. Um, I'm, I'm just like, uh, yeah. That's a really interesting thing for me personally. To yeah, yeah. No. So
2: it's about. Um,
0: it's not about the bench press. You said that. No, before, it's so not. No, Okay. Uh, but that
2: helps, you know. Like it does help if you. So I say to strength and conditioning coaches, you don't have to be. You don't have to be the biggest person in the room. You don't yep. have to be the fittest, the fastest, or any of that. But you do have to be a student of you of your profession, right? Yep. So if you walk into a room, like I'm, I'm five seven, but I'm 108 kilos, right? Yep. And I can still bench a house and squat a ton, right? So, yep. um, there's a couple of t-shirts that you know that that, <laughs> bench a house that um and I've got hernias to prove it. So um, so you know. That gives me a level of currency to be able to at least say, "Hey, I'm not going to ask you to do anything that I can't do." Yeah, fair enough. So, um, and I, and that's my thing, right? And and then in terms of you know developing that rapport, because I had to do that with the head coach and and everybody, right? And so it's about because being- yeah, you'd be you'd be very close, like very connected with the head coach. Oh right? yeah, yeah. So We're, you, you yeah. had to do that in ten days as well, for sure. And that and he was involved in my hire. He so, was. Okay. And I yep, met yep. him and and had interviews with him before that happened. But again, so that's about uh, establishing a clear plan and the why, Yeah. right? So when when the head coach says to me or the general manager says to me, uh, what are we doing? How are we doing it? And have we thought of another way to do it? So my answer to that is always going to be, well, it better be yes, right? The worst answer, like... If I answer a question with "I don't know," that's the wrong answer. Yeah, okay. Right, and I and that's why I'm all about. That's where the academic side of it comes into it. It's like, okay, um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna collect some data that I think is that we think is meaningful, and I'm going to make sure that we report on that um, diligently and you know, sort of contemporaneously, so that it's readily available to the player. They can they so they see. Okay, here's why Max asking me to to do that because mm. you know it's going to help me on the ice or whatever it might be. So at first uh, I did a number of presentations. to the group and and even then, mate, it's about. I think you get a feel pretty quickly around whether someone knows what they're talking about. Yep. And so, so I, you know, I'm comfortable in front of a, an audience. And so, you know, I walk into that into the the team meeting cold and present our season plan. Right, I've been I've been in the ta- I've been in town for three days. Right, wow. And so, what I'm not going to do is ask them to do stupid things. I'm going to say, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do it. Here's why we're going to do it. Here's how it's going to benefit you. And this is and that's our path bang, that's what gotcha. we're doing, right? So, it's not, oh, we might do this and I'm thinking, shit, yeah, it'd be a good idea to do that. Yeah, we'll see. Bullshit. Yeah. Like It's like, mm-hmm. here's what we're doing, boys. Get on board. Here's how here's how we're going to do it. Yep. And so, that coach is also, he's a, you know, we have a philosophy of hard work. Uh, he's the longest serving coach in the NHL, wow. 29 years or thereabouts. 29 years of yeah. coach. Yeah, 29 years of coach. Dead set champion of a human, by the way, as well. And, you know, so I meet with him every morning and we have a conversation around what we're doing, how we're going to. Do it, and, and that is me giving him an update on who's who in the zoo in terms of where they're at, and then we have a conversation about what we're going to do on the ice. Which you know, so so for my job is what do you want to do, coach? So he tells me what he wants to do, and then I shift what no, shift. We move around the chess pieces to enable that work to get done because that's the priority. Yeah, right. They got to do that on ice. If we miss a lift, like so, what they got to get on the ice and get that done. So that's where strength conditioning coaches. You know, there is um, there is a. Uh, Sort of the softer skills of management that you got to be, you got to decide what you're going to die in a ditch over, right? Like there are non-negotiables. There are some shit that we absolutely need to do, right? And then there's some stuff that you know what, it's a bit flexible, and so it's not the end of the world if we miss something, um, as opposed to you know this really matters. And and so it it took a while, but um, I, I now have a rapport with the head coach where he knows if I say to him, coach, I reckon this really matters, then he you know there's a mutual respect there where he will say fair enough okay if you yeah. think it really matters then we're going to do it there, oh. there's a similarity over there to Greg did you know we're going on
1: 25 years smart ass yeah. 25 years, 25 five, years, five five years. one hours. of the
2: longest serving yeah. um, you know people in sports uh, situations yeah, yeah one of the gurus of right. uh, of uh one of the originals Yeah, right?
1: one of the originals. so that's so this coach has got four years on yeah. you still Greg imagine yeah. that dude, yeah. when you're at
2: 29 years yeah there's so much I can do in the next four years when you look back at it that way don't that, there? that's right well he'll be at 33 years yeah so, but you got, yeah, wow. but, you, know, you got all the time in the world. What are you talking about? And yeah.
0: what's the culture? Does he like, hurt as much? Though? Like <laughs> when he sits up, does he go, oh, an ouch yeah. or <laughs> Yeah. he does good. <laughs> yeah. We're in the same yeah, place. Yeah, no, Yeah, don't Perfect. we all?
2: Yeah. Well, I'm pretty know. sure that's what
0: we all
1: do. Oh, the culture of us hockey though, Greg, wouldn't you imagine it's quite invo- – you, you think of it as being a rock star environment. These guys
2: are like rock stars. Yeah. Or, or
0: it's a performance what, growth environment, I, I assume. Yeah, that's- yeah
2: it's – it's like we're in South Florida, man. Florida mm. is a football state, I think is probably fair to say. It's a gun state too, isn't it? There are relatively relaxed laws around firearms. Yep, correct. Yep. So oh, it, You don't, you don't it, talk about that, obviously. No. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a different chat. But so if you're playing in the NHL and you're living in Toronto, that's a remarkably different thing to playing in the NHL and yeah, living gotcha. in Florida. Yep. So my guys can go – they can go to the shop and they can buy their groceries and it's not a big deal. Yeah, okay. But if you're in some other franchise cities, that, that would be – you are on a lot bigger spotlight. Yeah. So I think that's one of the, the attractions to Florida. You know, it's like great weather. They have great city. Tax laws are pretty good. Um, You know, you can play in the greatest hockey league on the planet. And I can turn up to the arena every morning wearing shorts. Yeah. Okay. You know, as opposed to Winnipeg in the middle of winter it's kind of cold. Yeah. You know, minus (laughs) 20 is a warm day, man. I remember when I went to Winnipeg, they said, Mac, have a look at this. And they got a cup of warm water, walked down on the balcony and threw it in the air and it vaporized. No. 100%, man. Yeah. That's the coldest I've ever been in my life. It was freezing. Actually, I think you put a post up on Instagram that day. One of my great Instagram posts. (laughs) I have amazing. Instagram. Just, I think it's one of your first ever selfies. Actually, wasn't it? I don't know, man. I got a strong <laughs> selfie game. Yeah, well, oh, it's stronger I, now. I, I, it's, it's elite. Yeah, <laughs> really.
1: Come on. <laughs> what about all the protective
2: gear that the goalie's wearing? Is he losing he, weight throughout a game? Oh yeah, man. He, yeah. Um, there's been a bit of BS on social media. People embellish the crap out of everything on social media. But mm-hmm. we've got um. So uh, Sergey Bobrovsky is our goalie, uh, Russian guy. Um, and so uh, great guy. Actually, funny. Got a great. You'd have
0: to be on. missing something to be a goalie.
2: Yeah. He? Yeah. they're they're uh, they're unique. Yeah, unique, they have a, good word, better, much yeah, better word. They're than unique, I said, and yeah. they have their own. So I don't get in his way at all. Like in terms of <laughs> no, but in terms of his his routine, yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah. very structured. And like you know what, I I've no business getting in the way of that. Like he, he has to do his thing, and I'm going to do whatever I need to make sure he can do his thing. Yeah. Um, but the padding, yeah. So they'll drop. It varies. Um, but even with the availability of fluids and stuff, he'll still drop. He'll drop. Well, it's all in pounds. Mm. Five kilos. Yeah.
1: Wow. In one game. Wow! Yeah, yep.
2: Yep. easy, and yep. then got to refuel,
1: replenish yep. to back it up. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because there's a you know every and let me tell you every piece of kit that he's wearing to protect himself, he needs. <sighs> yeah, seriously. Do they swap during the game or same goalie stays on the Same same. So that
0: that event you ran where it was seven hours? You said, yeah, stayed fully focused for seven yeah, hours Im- as an that, athlete. One hundred percent, man. That, that is incredible, isn't yep.
2: it? Yeah, yeah. And he was uh, impenetrable. He got us. He got us a long way into the playoffs. He, he was at his best. Ooh. Yeah. Mate, we could talk forever all day long on this. Yep. What's
0: going on? Are you going to hang in the States for a while? Are you coming uh, back?
2: No, man. I'll, well, uh, well, as far as I know, I'll be there for a little bit longer. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. Uh, you know, I've got a multi year deal, so I'll be there for a little while. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, eventually I'll come home. You still
0: publishing research and stuff, or yeah, all... I still
2: have a fractional position at, at University of Southern Queensland. Uh, I still have some PhD students still yep. uh, still doing all that. It, you know, it's yeah. I mean, it's I spent twenty years in academia. You mm. know, becoming a full prof and all that sort of thing. So, uh, and I have an interest in that. It enables me to ask me to stay at the sharp end of yep. what's going on and pushing the boundaries a little bit, looking for new ways to do things. And and so and so, I have some research projects at the moment that are around neuromuscular neuro. Physiological fatigue. Um, and again, that's about. Looking at ways that we can systematically look at for t- identify fatigue um, before it manifests itself in any performance metric. Wow. So it, yeah, it's things <laughs> like pupillometry and you know eye tracking and and that kind of stuff, which is pretty cool. Mate. Yeah, Mac. I'm gonna wrap up this
0: podcast. Yep. I'm gonna actually ask you to grab one of our new energy cans and rip into one because I want to do another podcast straight after this for the week up follows team if I can. True. Um, I wonder about the future glutes because you've got some really cool yeah, shit man. happening in that space. So yep. and I'm. I mean, Mark, obviously, we'll be talking a lot more on this space because sure. you two could just talk all day and I'll just sit over here and watch two yeah. experts talk. But thanks for coming on board, mate. That was Absolute pleasure. unbelievable insight. Awesome. I'm keen to, once we hang up to talk about any doping. Like, have they got the same uh, regulation yeah. over there? Are yeah, they, they as do. into yeah. it? Like, it's it's really regulated here, as you know. Yeah. Same thing's happening worldwide?
2: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, the guys are tested frequently. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the, so, they, uh, the NHL will send out, uh, it's effectively wider. Yep. You know, representatives come out and test the boys and- it, it would happen six times a year at least. Well, okay, yeah. It's pretty frequently, every yep. every month or two. Yep. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I, I actually, f- it's, again, it's a while since I was in the NRL and the AFL, but it, a lot more stringent. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The reason I bring that up is Mac helped me put together the Body Science Anti-Doping Program. remember sure. the days when you used to walk in the factory and grab products off the shelf yeah. and send them
2: over the UK to get yeah. tested. And Body Science led the way in that, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was innovative um, from from the attention to detail and a lot of, People have tried to follow that. Mm. Um, But um, same thing um, in terms of, uh, what is it, NSF testing and um, what's the other one? I'm having a blank. But in terms of the quality of the manufacturing, it needs to be certified, all that stuff. Yeah. So, there are a couple of companies that we use um, that that are sponsors of the club. Yep. Um, and so, that's all batch tested. Yeah. You know, we need to make sure of that it's pretty standard now, I think.
0: Oh, look, at the whole industry should go that way, mate. It's better yeah. for the sport.
2: Yeah,
0: 100%. Although, a little too much regulation yeah, can and stop the, and the innovation too. Yeah, so, but, yeah. you know, the companies
2: that are, are diligent around that, you know, are, are going to be, I, I guess, their quality of product overall, you would expect to be better. So we can't
0: pure it in quality. It has to stay in place, doesn't it? Yeah.
2: right. So you know what's in the jar is in the jar. Yeah, so that's a big thing. Makes a big difference.
0: Well, mate, uh, let's cool. uh, finish this one up and look in the next let's one. Let's smash
2: some energy drinks. Thanks for coming on. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you.